0: Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul, or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope. I'm Amy, and I'm Janae. Well, we are super excited to dive into our two-part series on rest. But before we do, We want to remind you that we are going to be taking a break for Memorial Day on May 29th, and when we return, we'll be starting our Summers in Psalm
1: 119 series. The series will be super fun as we talk about an eight-verse block from Psalm 119 each week, with the blog zeroing in on one of those particular verses. Did you know that Psalms 119 is divided up by the Hebrew alphabet? I
0: did, and you know, there's lots of really interesting and fascinating details and facts about the Psalms. So I promise that we won't geek out too much, but I really enjoy kind of learning those things and understanding why things are structured a certain way, but we will also stay true to connecting God's word to your everyday life. So let's get started with our first part of our two-part series on rest.
1: Well, this topic is relevant all the time, but this episode will release in May. And May has become the new December. I don't know if you've heard that, but it is considered to be more like mayhem.
0: Okay, first off, that phrasing is fantastic. I had not heard mayhem before, but it is a perfect description. And honestly, I kind of feel like it's worse than December. And here's why. December, you expect it. You know that there's the holidays and the shopping and the extra parties and the wrapping and the decorating, but at the end of all that exhaustion is Christmas and celebrations and presents and family time. And a few days off. And maybe a few days off, but with May, you're just hitting constant graduations and field trips and class parties and, and you know different deadlines and things, and then boom. You hit the summertime, and sometimes that's restful and sometimes it's not.
1: Yeah, well, you know, so we are empty nesters, and I thought it would get better, right, Um, as far as all the crazy that goes along with the school year. But literally, our son texted us this week on Wednesday, um, and we're recording. It's on Friday, so a couple days ago. He texts us, oh, yeah, I have a wind ensemble concert tomorrow night. And now he happens to be at a college that's about an hour away. So when he has concerts or different things, we're still trying to go and attend them. So life always has a sense of crazy to it. It just does, no matter what season you are in. And I think the deception of May over December is that December, we do know that we have a little time off, but then May, you do have that expectation of summer, right? I'll like, oh, it's coming. But then summer, a lot of times, ends up being just as crazy in a different way. I know for me, we are in these
0: last weeks of school, and so I keep thinking towards summer. Okay, if we just can get past this, we're gonna relax, we're gonna take a vacation, we're gonna get a break from early morning wake-ups. Um, But even some of those fun opportunities that come, if we're not careful, they leave us running and tired. So it sounds like we need to take a look at the value of rest and the importance of making sure that we're including it, especially in these crazy times. I love how in the blog you included this very dreamy idea. I'm going to read it. It says, wouldn't it be amazing if every week a chunk of our time was allotted to slowing down, stopping all the coming and the going, phones were left on the dresser, laughter and times of quiet filled our home with others and we have time to ourselves? Wouldn't it be wonderful if this break is a weekly routine that was intentionally set aside to nap, unwind, be still, and to remember how God is God and how we are not? That sounds incredible, Janae.
1: (laughs) Well, let's start our discussion on this week's verse and how it addresses some of the cultural problems that keep us from having any type of cyclical rest. In Mark chapter 2, verse 27 through 28, reading from the New Living Translation, it says, Then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. I think that the concept of having a regular cyclical rest like Sabbath is foreign to most people, Mm. or those who may be familiar with the concept of Sabbath think that it was just for biblical times. Sure, we did. They used to do something like that, but in modern times, it just doesn't kind of work out. That's just, there's just no way.
0: Well, and we also live in a place that puts a ton of value on like earning and keeping and work hard and... Make sure that you're, you're, you know, always on the rise in society. And not that having a good work ethic is a bad thing, because it's not. But we are also some of the most unhealthy people mentally and physically. And all of this is connected to the way we view this modern lifestyle and this need to perform all the time. So I think there's some important things that we can learn about Sabbath that will still apply to our lives and maybe we need now more than ever. So I want us to... To look at what's happening. You read this incredible verse, but there's something that's kind of going on around it. So I'm going to read Mark 2, 23 through 28. It says, One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off the heads of grain to eat. But Pharisees said to Jesus, Look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them, Haven't you read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? They went into the house of God during the days when Abithar was high priest and broke the law by eating some of the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not the people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. So what's going on here is just another great example of how the Pharisees loved rules and didn't really care how they impacted people. You know, Matthew 23, 24, Jesus says that they are willing to strain a gnat out of something but swallow a camel. And I just feel like that's such a great way of putting it because what the disciples are doing as they're hungry and walking through a field and rolling heads of grain to have a snack, that is not harvesting. Yes, they are eating the grain. But that is not out there with a sickle and, you know, sheaves on your back and this whole thing. They are just purely looking for a way to once again try to put Jesus in a trap and get him to say something that is contrary to how God has taught us to live.
1: Yes. So talking about Sabbath, though, in our particular verse, it talks about how the Sabbath was created for us. Mm. So there's this underlying need that we have as humans that need rest and God knew that and so he gives us this concept of sabbath and we know we need rest and there's a piece of us i would say that most of us would admit that it sounds great just like what you read mm-hmm. that sounded amazing but yes we could have it but can we and i'm just wondering What you think let's talk about it a little bit more about why don't we embrace the idea of practicing a Sabbath
0: you know that's so hard because we are told to in Scripture right Um, God models it after creating the world for six days it says he rested on the seventh the creator of the universe chose rest as a part of his rhythm we see Jesus model it throughout the New Testament um, and I think we don't practice it, again, because we are so busy focusing on what we have to do and what our needs are and our wants are around us. And I think also there's a piece of us that maybe goes, well, that's an Old Testament thing. We don't have to do it anymore. Or I'm not held to those rules and regulations. And I think we have a mindset of Sabbath is full of cannots. nots. Um, I can't do this and I can't do that. And so I'm not going to choose to practice that. Versus having a get-to kind of mentality. Sabbath is when we get to put down the work for a little while, and we get to have quiet rest with our family and our loved ones and with the Lord. And again, it's a struggle for all of us, including me. But why
1: wouldn't we do this when God says to do it, and it's so good for us? Right. I love the idea of get-to. That's a great thing. I know that there are those who actually believe that Jesus, as the Lord of the Sabbath, that when he came on, um, he is our rest. And so there is no longer a need to practice a weekly Sabbath. I know growing up, for me, a Sabbath was the day we went to church. And we went to church, and I know that there are still some out there that do it like this, that you do it in the morning and then you would go back that night and other than that proverbial Sunday afternoon nap who doesn't like a good Sunday afternoon nap um Sundays were not super restful that's the way it was for us too and going in the morning
0: wasn't a short time we were there early and then for Sunday school and then regular church and then you know rush home to quote rest (laughs) unquote and then right back into
1: the pantyhose and back to church So I'm not really for sure exactly what has happened, but I do know that there has been a shift over the years, and in general, we have moved away from a day of rest to more of a day of doing, Mm -hmm. Um, even if that doing is intense play. It's still not super restful. So I love the way the CEV translates our verse, so I would like to read that. Jesus finished by saying, People were not made for the good of the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for the good of people. And I love that concept. God had us in mind when he modeled for us the idea of rest.
0: You know, I recently read a survey done by a doctor who cited that some of the happiest people on earth was this group of Christians called the Seventh-day Adventists, who are religious literally about the Sabbath. The doctor noted that they live 10 years longer than the average American.
1: That's crazy. It's crazy. So
0: listen, this is from a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And he says that he did the math and that if we Sabbath every seven days, it adds up to about 10 years over a lifetime.
1: You are kidding me. So
0: literally, Sabbath isn't just like an important thing it's an important thing for the longevity of our life and that God actually continues to give those days back to us for meaningful work later like it's so incredible this idea so again I highly recommend that book if you want to learn a little bit more I mean that is God economics right there (laughs) exactly so you talk about cyclical rest in the blog tell us a little bit
1: more about why
0: cyclical rest is important
1: Um, Well, I like to say cyclical rest because I think that that is one day a week that represents the need for rest. And I know in biblical times that it was on Saturday, which would have been the end of the work week. And then roll forward to the New Testament times and Resurrection Day became the new Sabbath, which is Sunday, Sunday. But either way, and then so for us now, sometimes Sunday is, felt, feels like the end of the week, and then Monday is our first day of the week. But that's really not the point. The point is that there is a pattern, a cycle, a rhythm of every seven days, we are taking a break. Every seven days, we are taking an intentional time to rest. Every seven days, we are stopping from what we normally do so that we can rest and then spend focused time in knowing who God is and getting to rest in Him and let Him fill our soul. So I think the cyclical moves away from that legalism of having to have it on a certain day in a certain way, doing all those knots that you said, to the idea of rhythm, pattern a system that is cyclical and that it's just built into our week. I love that
0: idea. Um, And uh, when we started this conversation, it almost sounded too good to be true because, you know, in this fast-paced world, it can be hard to think, how do I create a Sabbath when I have young kids or I have work or I have life or there's ball games? So especially talk to, you know, the mom who's listening who's going that sounds amazing but i literally have a child jumping on me right now how do i create sabbath rest <laughs> yes
1: all right well it looks different for everybody and in the blog you can follow some of the steps to begin to explore what that might look like for you but just from speaking from my experience i know that in my adult years god started uh, working on my own heart that mm-hmm. i needed this cyclical rest And it was during the time when I had, um, when Sydney, our first child, was an infant, when he began to work on my heart. Oh,
0: so a time when you had no
1: rest. Exactly. (laughs) That how much more I did need the rest. So I just remember playing around with it and trying to figure that out. Now, I had a wonderful, supportive husband, and we began to work on how I could support him on rest, too. Um, At that time, I was staying at home and not working and uh, but staying at home is work absolutely and I needed rest he needed rest what would that look like so we worked together on that and then as it began to unfold and the kids grew older especially preschool early elementary it would begin to look different and for example the kids grew up knowing that whatever they had to do chore-wise On a weekday on Saturday, they got to take a break. So, like, if they had to make their bed every day, they didn't have to make their bed on Saturday. Now, that might not work at your house, but that's what we did. We wanted to try to teach them the basics of trying to take a break well and something tactile like that is very understandable even if a child is six or seven right and so we began to incorporate when we could weekly uh, devotionals we did not make it all super like had to have a book and had to have this thing you know it was like we we just winged it you know and as the kids got older they participated they helped lead in that uh, they knew that we had a, a break from technology, so no movies, no TV. As they got older, um, no, te- no telephones. And it just kind of changed with each season. But the idea was when we could, we tried to have a cyclical break from what we normally did uh, the other six days of the week.
0: I love that. You know, I know the challenge to me is also looking for that space and then guarding it. Um, So I have a reoccurring calendar event called Sabbath that starts about 6 p.m. on Friday and goes through Saturday around, you know, Mm -hmm. mid-afternoon. And if that doesn't reoccur, then I'll pick up my calendar and add and add and add to it and that time gets eaten away. And so with the summer coming and schedules changing, I think that it's important to not be blindsided by what By what the craziness of summer can also bring, that just because it's summertime does not mean it's rest, and that we have to be really intentional of being practical with our restful times with the Lord.
1: Right. I also think we have to be very careful not to excuse away. "Um, This is my season in life. Uh, We have travel ball, um, whatever it is. I think if you embrace the idea that we need some sort of cyclical rest, invite God into the process, then you can begin to figure out what that's going to look like for you and your family.
0: Well, and once you start, then if, you know, schedules hit, there's a performance, it's something that's outside of your control to schedule, and you have to
1: miss that Sabbath time, you realize it. You really start to crave it. Absolutely. So it's Absolutely. valuable. And um, once again, we need to be protective of the legalism mm-hmm. piece of that. Mm-hmm. So the encouragement here is not to be legalistic on having one, but that we want to begin to create the rhythm, the pattern, the cyclical idea that Jesus was talking about with the Pharisees, that rest, the idea of Sabbath was not made for us to obey some sort of Sabbath Deal. Yeah, there's no Sabbath police
0: that are going to come and get you.
1: Yeah, but it was created for the idea for us. It was a gift from him Mm. because he knew that we would need it. Mm. That's so
0: good. Well, as we wrap up, I want to remind you of two things. One, Janae's coaching may be exactly what you need to help you figure out these rhythms of your life that you need. Um, You know, sometimes when we realize what we've been doing doesn't work, we need outside help. We need a new perspective. And I want to remind you, That if this episode or another episode recently has really spoken to you, more than likely it will also help someone else. So we ask that you share a particular episode with a friend and introduce them to the hope and the encouragement of this podcast. You know, today we've had a lot of really great conversations around rest and Sabbath, but in some ways we've only scratched the surface, right? Um, So if you're still hungry for more... I will tell you, I've already had a sneak peek of next week's blog in the episode notes, and I think you will get a lot out of some of the practical conversations. So you do not want to miss it. Make sure that you tune in next week. Now, I just want to read Hebrews 4, 9, and 10 over you. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. The connecting doesn't have to stop here. We would love to have you join us at the God's Word Gives Hope blog to go deeper with the verse we discussed today. If you would like to learn more about life and leadership coaching with Janae, visit JanaeShatleyCamp.com. Finally, we would love a chance to talk with you more. Find us on Instagram or Facebook. All of these links are posted in the About Us on our podcast.